And so welcome to, <laughs> I keep waiting for that button there, that, that, that uh, um, number to come up. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. This is my Independence Report. This is actually Conversations with Coriel, which we really enjoy doing. And I, I, I just got to point out that last week we did a show, and I really encourage everybody to go back to last week's show because it was it was really dynamic and it was it was a, number one a lot of fun to do but number two it had a lot of great information in it that can be helpful in a myriad of ways today's topic is going to do very much the same thing and we're going to talk about uh change, change and not not change in your pocket in in your or in your jar in your bedroom but change in your life and uh, how that all works. And uh, Coriel, thank you. By the way, Coriel's responsible for bringing the ideas and the content to these shows. And so I really appreciate what, you're, what you've done. And, um, and this one is going to be more of the same. So <coughs> let's talk about change a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it can be challenging. It can be, um, it can be frustrating. It can be uh, scary. It can be exhilarating. It can be exciting. It can be awesome. It can be really what you make it to be. And I understand, you know, um, I understand that some changes are are hard to accept. Okay, um, it, it's it's there's changes of deaths, transitionings of animals, people. Um, changing of our environment, changing of the uh, of the climate, changing of all this kind of stuff. But change is inevitable. Okay, this is how we get to where we're usually where we're supposed to be. We we have to go through the changes in order to get through to to who we're being called to be. Many times, whether we know it or not. I mean, the changes that we all go through, some are big, some are small, some are little, some are tiny, some are itsy, bitsy, bitsy, little minuscules. Okay, some are, feel like they, they the whole world is shifting. I mean, COVID was a huge shift for humanity all at the same time. This is, there's been very few shifts that humanity has gone through at the same time. There's been very few changes humanity's gone through at the very same time. I mean, all of humanity, COVID, world wars usually, you know, affect the entire planet. Um, you know, um, uh, tsunamis can affect the entire planet. You know, the um, it, it, it's there could be so many different ways. Okay, that that humanity can shift individually, but humanity at the same time, that's that's a game changer. Um, and COVID was definitely a way for all of us to shift, readjust, to change, to grow, well, to expand. When you look at it, Coriel, and I'm a bit of a student of history, change over the last 120 years, think about it. In the year 1900, mm -hmm. there were still people driving in buggies driving, riding horseback. Cars were very, very rare. Um, you could go by train, 
Um, and but but in 1900 that was the world, and now we've got cars, we've got airplanes, we've got computers, we've got cell phones. We've had, the changes that have happened in our lifetime have been more cataclysmic than I think in the last 500 years. Mm -hmm. it, it takes a certain type of individual to be able to adapt to those changes and to excel with them, don't you think? I think so, but I, I think it's like that that almost denounces or, or denotes that somebody has to be like this really tough person. It takes a tough person to go with changes. And it's like, I don't believe that. I, I believe that I've I believe that it's really in the individual. I believe that we're stronger than we really give ourselves credit for. And I think that getting to the point of understanding and making peace with change, no matter what, you know, do, do you have to like every change? Of course not, but you have to accept it. If you don't accept it, what starts happening is you get into the spiral, man, of, uh, you know, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. I, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this happened. I, I don't understand why this happened. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? Why did this happen? And it's like, who cares? It's happening. You know, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it. Okay. I had to go through, I've been through some major changes myself, of course, you know, I've been through, you know, uh, changing, you know, from uh, an alcoholic and a drug addict into somebody who was sober. I changed from being an anorexic bulimic human being into somebody who eats healthy and believes in, you know, um, uh, promoting their self image. I changed from being, you know, somebody who had two parents to being somebody in the space of four years to having no parents. You know, I understand shifting, I understand changing. And was I happy Skippy through everything? Probably not. I had to go through my grief process. I had to go through my pain. When my mom was diagnosed with um, lung cancer and died in six days after the diagnosis, I was, when that diagnosis came through, I remember getting out of my friend's car, being in shock, getting out of my friend's car, getting in the house, hanging on to Sammy, my cat, and just, he came and greeted me at the door and just hugging him in a fetal position on the floor and rocking. I understand pain. I get it. I understand being, you know, something being ripped from you and out of your control. However, in order to find your equilibrium, you have to get to the place. This is the way I understand it. Other people might have other processing ways of doing it, but I knew that I had to, in order to get back up on my feet, in order to do what I needed to do, because there were things I had to do. I, my mom was still alive. I had to take care of her and do, do stuff for her and get stuff done in or get her affairs in order in six days, even though I didn't know I had six days. I thought I had longer, but she decided, I'm out of here if I can't have fun. <laughs> you know, that was my mom. If I can't live my life, I'm out. Bye-bye. See you later. Okay. What do you, what do you think is the more difficult to get over? Because you you mentioned two distinct types of change. One change was self-change that you did on your own. You decided that you were no longer going to be a drug addict and no longer going to be an alcoholic. And that was change. That was to be sure, but that was self-initiated change mm -hmm. versus change that happens 
in the world around us or to other people that we love that we have very little control over, which is the hardest to deal with, do you think? I think it it's all challenging. I think it's all challenging depending on what is going on at the time. You know, I think, I, I, I mean, thank God my mother and my father didn't transition when I first got, when I first tried to get sober. I would have been like, you know, forget this, man. I'm out. <laughs> this is too much. I can't. I need a drink. Okay. I'm going to go have some scotch. Yeah. I need to, I need a drink and I need some blow and I'm good, you know, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I think it's all challenging. But what I was trying to say before is this, I knew on a very deep, distinct level, that instinctual level and distinct level that I needed to get up on my feet as soon as possible, not to try to pretend like everything was okay, but I knew that I was going to get hit by this wave. It's kind of, think of it, think of change sometimes as being that, that wave on the beach. So you're you're in the beach, you're in the shallow water, you're ba 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 looking for for seashells and stuff like that, looking up at the sky, and all of a sudden you turn around and you're looking at the beach and you wave it to your mom or your parents or your friends, and then all of a sudden this wave hits you from the back, and the immediate thing, the first thing you think of. When, when you are tumbling and you're, you're, you're losing your breath is, I got to get up on my feet. I got to get up on my feet now. If I don't get up, I'm done for. So that's what it was kind of like for me, is, is that that's the way I kind of see intense changes in my life. I have to find my equilibrium. I have to find a way to get up on my feet. Once I get up on my feet... Yes, I can still deal with the emotions and stuff, but at least I'm up on my feet because if not, I'm churning and going and churning and going. And it's going to get harder and harder and harder and harder and harder because you keep getting hit by wave upon wave upon wave upon wave. But if you're up on your feet and you're able to say, I can handle this, I can deal with this, I'm on my feet, you're in a good position. There are some of us that are in the in the that have the feeling like change is a lack of control. Well, I can't yes. control what's happening in my life because of all this stuff that's going on. My brother dies. My mother dies. Uh, you know, and all of, all of those things. We don't. We feel like it's a lack of control that we are now just floating in the breeze, or we're tumbling in the water. To use your metaphor and that kind of stuff. How do you get, how do you have the resolute decision? And it's a decision to be sure to stay on, to get on back on your feet. I think you just come to a place where I think you just come to a place where you're just sick and tired of, of feeling bad. It's like, okay, I felt this. I've been on the floor in a fetal position. Uh, I've been rocking in the corner. I've been sobbing for weeks on end or days on end. What do I do now? 
where, where do I go now? And there are some people that are stuck in grief. I have some clients that have been stuck in grief for decades, decades. And I'm like, I understand. Okay. I understand that it's sad, but at one point your, your people, your, the divine doesn't want you divine. Yes. Does divine create sadness and grief to a certain extent? They, they, they create vibrational things that make you feel this kind of intense uh, feeling. Does divine want you to stay in that forever? No. Do, do your spirits want you to stay in there forever? No. You know, do your animals that have transitioned, does Pete, my cat PC, does she want me to stay in grief forever? Of course not. That's why she gave me no regrets. You know, at some point you have to say, I have to live. I am a living, breathing person. I have to let this go. I have to make peace with it. And first off, I think the way that you make peace with change is you have to accept that it's inevitable. I'm not, I'm not talking about getting old. That's, that's, that's decline. If you want to believe in that, fine. I don't believe in decline. Okay. But that's you. If you believe in that, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe just because you are at a certain age, that means that you've got to feel like, you know, I don't, believe, I don't believe it. You know, I don't, but that's me. That's me. Um, so, so, but at some point you have to make peace with change. Change is inevitable. Embrace it. I love change. I thought I was crazy when I've loved change since I was a kid. It always made me feel like now there was some times that I didn't like change when my parents got separated and stuff. That was not so, woo, 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 woo. but to a certain extent, even at the age of four years old, I think I was around four, four years old, my parents separating, I knew was a good thing because the fighting was incredible. So even at four years old, I knew, hey, you know, I'm sad Pop's leaving, but I'm okay with it. The decibel you know? level is going to go down in the house. At least I can sleep, <laughs> you yeah. know? So there was, there, you. I've always embraced change. Now, some changes are easier than others, absolutely. But I've always loved change. I think change is is exciting. I think it's it's something that we're here to experience. Yep. I think it's something that is um, an exhilarating part of life. I think it makes life worth living. I think it makes life worth um, worth just being a part of. If if I got stuck in not accepting change, so many things would have passed me by. I could have stayed just a regular animal communicator. Not that a regular animal communicator is bad. It's not. But now I am on a totally different stratosphere because I embrace change. Exactly. Now, I want to I want to go back to one thing that you said in yeah. regards to grief. And that okay. is now you're also you're an animal communicator. You also talk to people on the other side, mm -hmm. uh, as as does John Edward and and all of these folks and all of them to a person. I have never heard any of them say when they're communicating with somebody from the other side. I've never heard any of them say, boy, they just want you to hang on to that grief. You know, I was the better, the best thing that ever happened to you. And so you just get, you're, you're never going to have a better life. And so you might as well just shut it down. No, they're all about get over it. Mm -hmm. Live your life. Mm -hmm. Embrace the change that, is, that has happened and, and live your life every day yeah. in, a, in a positive way rather than 
Oh, Lordy, 20 years ago, my dad died. Well, you know, you're not the only one whose dad died 20 years ago. And he is over on the other side watching you and saying, get over it. Go live your life. Have fun. Yeah. And sometimes they're not. My dad, when he transitioned, I felt him for a good month or two. And then I felt like he had reincarnated and I don't feel him as strong anymore. And that's okay. You know, but here's the thing also is, is that, you know, you're pulling them, you know, you're tethering them. Not you can't tether a soul, but you're, you're, you're holding them back to, to become who they're supposed to be, you know? And, and, um, it doesn't mean get over it, get over it. I don't mean that. I just mean at some point you have to get up on your feet and you have to say, I have to let this go. I have to let this grief go. I thank them for being in my life because what happens is this, when you get stuck in grief, you get like this. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I, I get it, but you're not seeing them for what they brought into your life fully, what you brought into their lives. You're not seeing like what PC told me you're in the regret. You're not seeing um, when you're in regret of, of, especially when an animal is transitioned, when you're in a regret of that, when you're not accepting the change of their transition, what starts happening is, is that you get into that last month, two weeks, week, something, and you're just looking at that and you're not looking at the bigger picture. That's what PC meant, my cat PC, when she said, no regrets. Stop looking at the last part of my life. Look at the entire picture. Look at the amazing things we did. It's a way for you to click your mind a little bit and shift your mind into the positive. And change is really good. I understand there's things like transitionings, there's things like COVID, there's things like health changes that are scary and frightening. Okay, but I got taught very early on a saying, and I can't remember where I heard it from, but it's a saying that really means a lot to me. And it's like this, every time I face a change that might be a little challenging, I say to myself, in this pile of crap is a diamond. There's a diamond. There's an opportunity in this pile somewhere. And I'm going to stay open to it because if I just focus on the crap, I'm not going to see that diamond. And I really want to see that diamond. I want to see, and sometimes that diamond is not totally and completely clear, but it's still a diamond. Because even if you just say, I went through this and I've changed into a better person, into a stronger person, into a more compassionate person, whatever it is that diamond is, it doesn't have to be clear like, well, this is why this happened. It could just be like what you got from it. If I'm going to stay open to that diamond, because that's the money right there. And I don't mean that in pun is intended. I mean, that is why, for whatever reason that is on the other side, that is why this happened. You know, it's, it's interesting. You've heard the expression, when you get lemons, make lemonade. Uh-huh. And and there was a gentleman that I interviewed last Sunday. His name is Paul Draper. He's a magician and a mind reader, and he does a does a stage act that is that is really cool. And I've so I asked him, okay, so in the land of COVID, 
how has that negatively affected your your work and your life? And he said, can I tell you a secret? I've made more money this year than I ever had in my life. Thank you. Because what he's doing is he's taking a negative situation, he flipped it around, and now he's doing, rather than doing a show every other day and having to fly and having to spend, he does Zoom shows, and he does, he's doing six shows away a day, which is allowing him to give one of those shows to charity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's taken the attitude that I can't do anything about COVID, but I can do how I respond to it. Yeah. I mean, I've made this this year, 2020, financially was the best, was the best year for my business in the last 25 years. I mean, and I, that I'm talking about the fact that I only started doing it in I think I believe it was August was my first session of 2020. So August, you know, is less than a year. (laughs) I did better than I did financially in all the years past. Because you you embraced the change that was going on. By the way, Susan Reed says, hello, beauty. She must be talking about me. My dad's spirit told me this morning, be happy. I love Don't worry. It. Be happy. And that's, and that's really what, what are the people who love us on the other side. They're like, look, my life is done. I'm here. I'm happy on the other side. But I want you to live your life every day to the fullest and be happy. And for a lot of us, that's, that's, that's really hard to do. Um, and, and you figured it out. Um, even though you go through periods when like last week, might I say, you went through a period that wasn't as your normal effervescent self for a couple of days. And, but then you figured it out and you went hiking and you damn near killed yourself and, 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 and had a great time and you're back to being the person that you are designed to be. Yeah. Yeah. But if I, if I had sat in the, the way things are. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be open to the way things can be. So it's, it's like, you know, you've all, we've all seen these Renaissance pictures like Caravaggio, Michelangelo, Raphael of these people, but mainly Caravaggio because he's a very, very dark Renaissance painter. And, you know, there's this like, this grief, you know, this, this these people with the hands like this, just holding themselves down and just or screaming, silent screaming. And I get it, I understand that. But there's a point where you gotta stop being frozen in that picture. And you gotta start saying to yourself, I'm a living, breathing being. Change is something that if you embrace it, can be your best friend because no matter what comes your way, you're going to say to yourself, I'm going to ride this. I know that I, there's a diamond in here somewhere. I'm going to ride it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to embrace this change because it's happening. I can't hold it back. It's kind of like holding back a wave. Can't do that. That's a hot mess. You can't hold back change. You stagnate. You have change is the momentum. Think of change as the flow of life. 
Change is the ripple. Change is the stream. And you can't, you because what it is is that the one section, one inch of the stream changes from one section to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. That's what change is, is, is that you're riding that and embracing it. Change is beautiful. It really, really is. At its core, it's beautiful. It's seeing you, this is the way I see it. I see change as kind of like trusting and believing in you before you can trust and believe in yourself. Mm. It's it's there waiting for you. And it trusts in you and it knows in you and it believes in you. And it's supporting you. Whether it's, I don't care what it is, health issues, transitioning of parents, transitioning of heart animals, uh, new job, new place to live, place burning down that you had, you know, it's all like, I understand, it's all like, but it, this change is is doing this, this is happening to get you where you want. You can't manifest something without change. You can't say, I want to be the most magnificent house painter in the entire world without changing from who you are now and opening yourself up to that change. You gave me a wonderful metaphor earlier before we went on the air, and I wanted to share it, if it's okay with you. Sure. And then, and that is that uh, you went hiking, <clears throat> and you went hiking up a hill, and you mountain, you, mountain, 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 and so, so you had a choice of you know the you could you could change that into it was a horrible experience and it was hard and it took me two days to recover. But when you got to the place that you, at the top, tell us what you found. So, okay, so I I was hiking. I'm not going to say where because I don't want anybody to find this little meadow. So I was hiking in New Mexico somewhere and it was really, really cool. And I, we, I was with these two very unbelievable, wonderful women, kind of like my friend, Susan, who, who just commented, she's there. I have a group, a tribe of really amazing women in my life. I've been blessed with them. I don't want to get emotional, but I've been blessed with these people in my life. And I was hiking with these two amazing women, one of which I just met a few hours before, but who I clicked with instantaneously. And what we were doing is we took a six hour hike. It took a total of almost six hours to get up and to get down. And that was because we were, we were open to change. We were open to finding things that were unusual and to be open to what the wilderness and the nature and the fairies had to say. And we found some incredible stuff. I mean, some beautiful, some mind blowing places that people normally would have just stayed on the trail and just walked because they're going to go to the top of the mountain. And we were going into these little nooks and crannies. It was fabulous. So one of the places that I got drawn to and I felt myself as I got more and more in tune to nature, I felt myself more and more just open to the changes that were coming in and the opportunities that were coming in. And I got to the top of the mountain and I got pulled. Literally I got, and when I say pulled, it's usually you need to go over there, keep going over there, over there, turn left, right, keep going. 
you know, I get pulled and it's like a pull. So I got pulled to this very secluded meadow. And the meadow was really, really cool because no, it's very off the beaten path. So I don't know how many people even know about this. So it, it's really cool because I got to this meadow and I noticed with this, with this, the new friend I had, she said, look at the middle of that, that meadow. And I looked and there was almost a perfect circle in the middle of the meadow. Like, like a, I'm just going to say it, like a spaceship had landed and made this indentation in the grass. And then if that wasn't weird enough, on the cusp in different, in the, the different um, cardinal directions, north, south, east, and west, there were these stones placed. Now these stones were there for a while because grass had grown over them and stuff like that there. So this wasn't just some hiker just finding it, you know, like just placing these stones. These things have been here for a while. And I realized that this was for me, this was a gift for me because I was, I was, um, I was very cognizant of the, the fairy energy and the sprite energy and the nymph energy because there was water around. I was very, I was very, we were all trying to be very respectful of it. So I realized that this was a place where I could do my releasing because the the week before that I was having a tough week. So what I did was I did, I went to the outside and I did my, my ceremony at the four cardinal directions. And then I got told once I cleanse myself on the outside of the circle, I can come on the inside of the circle. So I took my shoes off and I went on the inside of the circle and I did a, a ceremony. I don't remember what I did. It was basically around embracing change, releasing and stepping into who I'm supposed to be. And uh, I was changed. I was changed by that in instant and in instant I felt myself locking back into a part of Coriel that I haven't felt in a while this wild child this this kind of like you know nature kind of wild chick you know and I haven't had that you know in a long time so um it was really cool it was really cool I it's think and it was uh, just about you releasing what you were thinking and just allowing it to be. And you were you were directed to this place so that you could do the work that you needed to do in a, in a really profound way. Right. And if I wasn't open to an embracing change, it, it wouldn't have happened. So the things that you need to know, I mean, you got to accept it. Change is inevitable. So you might as well make friends with it. Don't be afraid of it. I understand there's there's scary shit. I mean, I was when my mother died and all of a sudden I was I was an orphan <laughs> at whatever age. But when my mom died and I had all this responsibility on me, I was scared. I was terrified. But I also realized this is happening for a reason. I hung on to that like grim death. This is happening for a reason. I don't know what the reason is right now. Um, and I still don't know quite what the reason is, aside from the fact that maybe it was for me to, to help my mom feel better so she can transition in the magnificent way that she did, because she transitioned in an unbelievably, unbelievable, magnificent way that to this day, the people who were still a part of that day, who 
coincidentally were a part of that day, still talk about it to this day with me. And this was in 2008, my mom passed away. So, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. So I don't always know why, but I do know that you got to accept it. You, you, through accepting it, you got to say what is, is through accepting it. Um, then embracing it, you say to yourself, this is happening for a reason. Give it to me. Okay. This is happening for a reason. I'm accepting it. I'm not turning away from it. Let's embrace it. Let's do this. Because if you make an enemy of change, life is going to be miserable because everything is constantly changing. And we all have met people that are like, oh, you can't believe God damn it, I can't believe it. changing again. Change. When did these damn changes? I want to do that. Why do I have to change again? Why do I have to change again? I don't know. Just change, man. What do you, you, you want to stay the miserable curmudgeon you are? You know, some people do, but you know, that's to me, just end it, you know, really, because there's no point, there's no joy. If there's no joy in your life that you can find, you, you might as well just take yourself out, man. I'm sorry. It's just it, it, because then you'll come back. Maybe you'll come back and maybe it'll be a happier <laughs> life. <laughs> You know, I'm not promoting suicide, but I'm just saying, I'm saying it, it, there's no end. There's no death. So, yeah, boops, you know, you know, go, maybe you get a you get a better shot next time. <laughs> well, at least you'll have the opportunity to learn why you were not happy. I've got another one. I've got a metaphor for you. When I was 12 years old, we went on a 50 mile hike and we went on the North Cascade Crest Trail and I was a, cub, or a Boy Scout at the time. And it was beautiful, except at one point we were going up a hill and it was dry and it was brown. And the adults were saying, are we there yet? Can we get there? And the, and the guide kept saying, it's just around the next bend. But we get to the next bend, it wasn't there. So we had to keep going and we had to keep going. And it was dry and it was dusty and it was hot. And we had, and we had a choice. We could either stop or we could keep going. Well, we, we, we kept going and we kept going. And then finally we get to the top and Coriel, this was brown and it was ugly and it was dirty. We get to the top of this little, of, of this little pass and the pass is only like 20 feet wide. Mm -hmm. And, but as we go up and we can see the other side of the pass, it's evergreen trees for ever mm. and it was the most beautiful sight I'd, I'd, I'd ever seen and what i got out of that is even if it's tough even if you're having trouble keep going keep going because at the other side you're going to find what what you've been looking for but if you stop that's the only way that you quit that's is if you stop so keep going embrace the change that happens and keep and keep moving forward and you will find paradise quite literally on the other side mm -hmm. does that make mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i think it's it's something that everybody can everybody can can remember a time when they had to embrace change and how it worked out for them absolutely you know um even the curmudgeons <laughs> <laughs> you know it couldn't have always been that way, you know. It's like probably back in, you know, the depression. You probably wanted a, 
freaking candy and you know you're like i don't know if i can get a candy i don't know where i'm going with the story anyway um <laughs> going off the beaten path but you know you get i everybody can come up with a change story yeah a story when you're maybe your back was against the wall like you like going into the program you know going into a 12-step program usually usually i'm not saying everybody I'm saying usually the people who go into 12 step programs, they have no other option. Okay. There's not like a, they have hit bottom. In fact, they've hit, they have tunneled down through the bottom to a second bottom. (laughs) (laughs) So they're, they're below their bottom. Okay. So a lot of the times, You know, they don't do anything. Pain is the touchstone to spiritual awakening. A lot of times people don't change unless they are in so much pain, they can't take it anymore. Now, I've been there being somebody who was in a 12-step program. Well, several 12-step programs. But I don't want to do that anymore. If the the 12-step program... The, it, the, well, the 12 steps tw- caught me taught me a lot. Okay. Those programs taught me a huge amount. Okay. That I still use to this day, that I still love and appreciate to this day. But one of the things that the program taught me was, you know, moving before it gets so uncomfortable that you have no other choice but to move. Okay. Fine. You beat me down. I can't do another shot. I can't do another snort. I can't do another needle. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's like, I don't want to get to that point anymore. You know, I, I did that. Been there, done that. I don't need a repeat session. Thank you very much. <laughs> so that's when I I I think I I really learned. I mean, I always embraced change from when I was a kid. I was always changing my room and 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 changing, you know, tossing out stuff that just didn't feel right and, and uh, getting new stuff that did feel right. I was always doing this when I was a kid. But I think I really learned how to really love change through doing my my work with the 12 Steps. Because you have to change, you have to shift, you have to grow. Because, it, it, and I've seen people who refuse to change in the program, and oh my God, just awful. It's it's awful. You're you're angry. You're miserable. You're frustrated. You're 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 rageful. It's not, and you're not drinking. <laughs> Please, okay. Oh my God. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know? Um, yeah, I think that there's there's a lot of things where, um, and I, I talk, I, I, I'll probably talk about this when I do a, a show on the 12 steps, but there was a profound moment for me when I realized that I couldn't live my life uh, the way I had been living anymore. I was uh, I was scared. I was angry. I was, I was miserable. I was suicidal. Um, and I knew that I had to bra- embrace change when I, w- when I listened to this song for the first time and I had heard it years and years ago, I was on my way to my, my job at the time. And, uh, I, I had my, my, um, 
my buds in. I had my earphones on and um, I was listening to the song um, by, by Cindy Lauper. And no, it wasn't let's girls, let's <laughs> girls just want to have fun. Uh-uh. No, it's, it wasn't that one. Um, it, it was like, you know, it was like, she was divine was speaking to me through her song. And um, I remember just being on uh, between sixth and seventh Avenue on 19th street and just sitting in a doorway, just sobbing and just realizing that I have to embrace change. I had really and truly, I mean, really and fully embrace this change of, of wanting to change my life. And um, it was, it was profound. It was, it was really profound, but you know, I understand, I do, I understand what it is. Change can be scary, but you got to move through it. You can't dig under it. You can't climb over it. You can't go to the sides of it. You can't, you know, try to avoid it. You got to go through it. And if you go through it and you say to yourself, I'm going to make this change, my friend. It's going to be easier for you. Even if it's change that happens because of something that's totally out of your control. Absolutely. You have to then, then trust becomes a major component of that is that you trust that what's happening is ultimately the divine has your back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And your guides and all the folks that are around you that surround and you, you more than anybody I know, know how many people that is that surround you and guide you and help you and all that stuff. I, I do. But I mean, even, uh, you know, 10 days ago, I couldn't see it. I was lost. I was not lost, but I was in a spiral. Even I get into spirals. You know, um, it doesn't happen very often, but it happens, you know, and it's about the fact that, you know, something you, when you get caught in this, like, oh my God, oh my God, where do I go? You don't see your friends. You don't see the support you have from divine. You feel disconnected from divine. You feel disconnected from your guide or your your guidance system, which is your vibrational guidance system, because your vibrations are all over the place. You're in scared. You're in worry. You're in fear. You're in concern. So you know it's like it it's it's important for you to have people that you can say and be vulnerable with and say, I am not having a great day. I'm, I I really aren't. I really aren't. I really aren't. I really am not having a good day (laughs) and I need help because I, and even if you don't say the words, I need help. They'll be like, come over for dinner. Let's go for a walk. You know, let me come over and we'll play Parcheesi. I don't even know how to play Parcheesi. I don't, I don't know what that I, is. I remember Parcheesi years ago. I don't I don't know why that came up, but whatever. Canasta or or poker or whatever, dominoes. I don't know. But it's like that's when it's like it's important to have people. 
if you so so what it is is that it's a it's embracing and even if you can't embrace the change fully really truly and you're faking it faking it is better than not trying because there's a saying fake it till you make it i was going to say that and if you can't make it fake it because even though your mind is screaming bullshit, and I know, I'm, I'm telling you, I've told people before, if your mind screams bullshit, don't do it. But at least you're making movement towards, towards the change. Like, okay, I'm going to fake it. I'm going to fake it. I'm okay with this change. I'm okay. All right. It's not so bad. Ah, I love change. Ah, you know? whatever but it's like faking it because it, at least it's movement so that when you do feel better you 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 you're already there you're already halfway there and you make change your friend um which which is really important it is it's it's what other you make change your enemy ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> you are going to be changing a lot a lot, you know, uh, weight change, hair change, uh, you know, relationship change, relationship death, relationship, new relationship, not relationship, not working out. Then you got a marriage that didn't work out. Then your kids are leaving for college. Then you got this, the, bah, 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 and you're going to feel like you are being hit by wave after wave after wave after wave after wave but if you make change your friend it gives you a little bit of an equilibrium so that at least you're when you're in a boat as <laughs> you know okay your boat might be going like this but at least you're in a boat as opposed to standing in the middle of you know the beach and looking at the tsunami coming towards you you know it's interesting Coriel. this this episode is a great segue from the last episode. Yes. Because part of it is the stories that you tell yourself about how you can't handle change are part of the reasons why you don't allow yourself to change. Right. So go back and listen to last week's episode about change. I think that, that and then stories. listen to this one about, yeah. about stories last time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it goes hand in hand. So what stories are you telling yourself? What, what, what old stories are you telling yourself? And if you want to find the new story to tell yourself, a, like I said last week, a little hint is usually it's the opposite of what you're telling yourself. So if you're telling yourself, mm, I'm a failure. <laughs> no, maybe you need to start looking at the successes you've had in your life. I've raised five kids. You have I've, better you than me. I've raised five kids. You know, I I I love. I'm a loving cat person. I'm a loving dog person. I'm a loving animal person. Uh, I'm an artist. I'm I'm uh I'm a good I'm a good person. I'm a good person. That's a lot of that. That's what I was telling myself a lot last uh, the last two weeks ago or so. I'm a good person. I'm a, I am a good person. I am a good person, you know, and, and, uh, you know, uh, telling yourself that you're a loving daughter, you're a loving son, 
um, you're, 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 you give to the, the, you know, the Salvation Army. You donated those shoes to the Salvation Army last week. Find anything you can because what it is is that, and, 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 and build that up because you're, you're building up this other story and it's simply just a story. That's the big thing. It's simply just a story. And when you do that, then you can start, this is a great segue and a great doorway into accepting change. Looking at the stories you're telling yourself, which ones feel good to you? Which ones are lies that have been told, you know, over and over to you by your parents, by society, by peer pressure, you know, by television, by newspapers, by Vogue, you know, love Vogue, but still, you know, we got interesting stuff going on. When I see a, a full-size model on the cover of Vogue, that's when I'll change my mind about Vogue. But up until that time, they're causing the problem. So, you know, if you, if you look at these things and you say to yourself, this is, this is, this is this is an old story told to me by this that I need to look this way. I need to act this way. I need to be this way. I need to uh, be a nice little girl. Be a nice girl. Smile. Don't you smile more. Don't you smile. I used to have guys on the street in New York City. I used to walk on New York City, and they used to always say to, or they used to say to me, "Hey, smile. What you got to be sad about?" And I'd be like. As only because I'm on the streets of New York City. I am a woman on the streets of New York City. So I'm gonna go around like this. <laughs> only only if you're conducting business on the streets of New York City. I mean, you don't I don't see you telling the guys behind me to smile. They're all grumpy looking. Let them smile a little bit, you know, but I'm getting off the subject. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, this is society putting these stories on us. And once you accept your new stories, then you can accept the change that comes with the story. Well, and, and sometimes you just make believe that things that you've done in your life or chances that you took or creating a new business that you, you then then you say, well, you know, I did this and. Uh, probably shouldn't have, it cost me a lot of money or whatever. And then somebody also come in and say, well, at least you tried, you know, so, so you're not going to get out of this life any alive anyway. So try, if you want to do it, do it. If you, if you're passionate about it, feel good about it. It's going to mean change. I'm the, the, when I did the, the radio back in 2003, 2004, mm -hmm. It caused a divorce. It caused me to lose my house. It caused me to declare, to declare bankruptcy. Uh, it caused me to get sued for $50,000. A whole bunch of stuff came out of that. And so, you know what I decided to do? I'm never, ever going to, well, until today, because now I'm going back on live radio and I'm continuing the dream that I had 18 years ago because the, even through all of that change, the dream remains intact. Mm -hmm. and it's part of, and just continue, continue to move forward through it. Find your passion, live your passion, and it, and it will all come to you, or it won't, but at least you tried. I can't say more than that. <laughs> you know, you know, um, there's, there's a, uh, 
there's a song by David Bowie called Changes. Ch -ch 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 Changes. Yeah. And I've never, I, I've never until today um, really looked at the lyrics. Nobody sent me any emails, texts, or any kind of like shit comments on YouTube, please. But <laughs> I, I was never really, I didn't really vibrate with David. I did, I admired him as a, as a, um, as an artist. I thought he was fabulous as an artist, but I didn't jive with him. He didn't really do it for me. However, um, I, I, I did look up the, the lyrics to changes because I, that's all I know is changes. That's it. That's all I know. That's all. And that's all I'm going to be singing anyway. But there's some, there's, I looked up the things uh, because it's about change and there's some interesting parts to it, you know? Um, so it begins with, I still don't know what I'm waiting for. My time was running wild, a million dead end streets. And every time I thought I got it made, it seemed the taste was not so sweet. So I turned myself to face me. Um, but I never caught a glimpse how others must see the faker. But I'm must, but I'm much too fast to take the test, and it's like it's interesting because he talks about how he's turning to face him. I think that's what change is all about. Change is really turning to face the future you. Who are you? Are being called? The universe believes in you. The change believes in you. The universe supports and loves you. The change supports and loves you no matter what really and does and you know you're turning to face you the real you the next you the expanded you and it's really really cool that you start thinking about that because you're going to have to i mean it's like he talks about he says there's going to have to be a different man time may change me but i can't trace time so it's like what I'm, what he's, I mean, this is what I think. I can't trace time, but I can change who I am. Right. Right. And I think it's really cool. I mean, it's, 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 I, I think it's, it, you know, I think it's something that we all should embrace. I think it's something that he's talking about when you turn to face change, you're turning to face the new you. And yeah, that may be scary, but it's still you. Mm -hmm. And it might be something that you truly want to do. And it is the new you um, because you're giving up the old you to get to the new you. That's right. That's right. Um, the last thing I really want to say is, is that there's a, another saying in the, there's another line in the, the song that I really, really love. I think, I think it's really, it, it's a, it's a really cool way of the, the thing where you turn and face me, I love, but when he says this, it really gives me goosebumps. He says, turn and face the strange changes. What, where's your shame? Uh, you left us to our next, uh, uh, you left us, uh, you left us up to our necks in it. Time may change me, but you can't trace time. So again, it's like turn and face the strange. 
Yes, it's strange, but it's only strange because you don't know what it is. You do, it's 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 the unknowable. It's it's the unfathomable. Uh, it's the it's the mystery. And and mysteries are 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 can be weird and wonderful and and wacky and wild and and fun but if you don't turn and face the strange if you don't turn and face you you know you're turning away from who the universe believes you can be who you're asking the universe to be and who the change wants you to be that's Coriel Kramer right there. And uh, go to CorielKramer.com and you can learn all about her and, and work with her and uh, uh, your animals. She's got two different websites. One is CorielKramer.com. And with that, you can uh, sign up to work with your animal mm -hmm. and, can, and can really do some great work there. And then she, you've also got the human one, which is? Passion Coordinator. I'm sorry, Passion Cultivator. PassionCultivator.com. See, that's why I asked you to do it, because I had no shot. Uh, so I'm glad, glad that, you, that you did that, Coriel. It's, it's always it's such a pleasure to work with you. Thank um, you. you, you are, and uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this was just totally off the cuff. This was not necessarily planned, and it, it, we just did it. And I think, I, think, I think we did good, kid. I think so, too. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And just remember, change is a good thing. And also, I wanted I wanted to point this out. And before we go, is that change is something that you yourself designed before you ever even got here, because you wanted to grow through this life, experience things that you've never experienced before, and have the ability and the and the intestinal fortitude to initiate change and to follow through. Do you agree with that? I do. Turn and face the strange. I love that. I wish I'd have said that. Turn and face the strange. Okay, I did. I'm good. So, <laughs> Coriel, anything you'd like to add before we go? That's it. That's it. Just embrace change. It, it can make it your friend. Because it is. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next Tuesday at noon. Coriel Kramer and I will be here. And we've got some another exciting topic to bring you. And it'll be a great deal of fun. And actually, next Tuesday, I will have done my first radio show on KKNW, which, by the way, is a big change for me. And so it'll, and so I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that a little bit too. And uh, it'll, it, it's going to be great fun. So, thank you, Coriel. You're welcome, my friend. I wish you all the best with it. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to embrace the change. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other is all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.